Lucy and Kel for breakfast. So the other day on the show, we spoke about an article in the paper regarding the skyrocketing rates of school refusal, kids who are struggling to go back to school, the anxiety around that. And we had such a large response on the phones and on text and on our socials. We thought, you know what, we need to continue this important conversation, but we need someone on the show who can guide us through this topic and, and maybe answer some questions. And so it's with great pleasure that we welcome John Chalou to the show. John's had over 20 years experience as a mental health social worker, along with his therapy Pomeranian, Max, who I love. But John runs the school refusal clinic here in Melbourne in St Kilda. And right now I know they're seeing more children than ever. Good to be on. I think we should just jump straight in and maybe listen to what you have learned over the years, your mm. opinions as to why the numbers of children refusing to go to school, be it primary school mm. or secondary school, are just skyrocketing here in Australia. Yes, they are. And it's been a problem for quite a while, but also, uh, but really escalating since COVID, of course, become a real big issue. And mm. it's been all over the media, you're right. And there's lots of mums out there right now, probably listening in, pulling their hair out, dealing with the problem even this morning. I wonder, uh, do you think this is something that will get better over the next few years? Is it, is it just a little subset of the, those, those formative years that were lost during COVID? Do you think it will get better or is there something happening, you think, in society where we, this is just going to be an issue we deal with for quite a while? Well, look, I don't think the problem's going to go away quickly. I think there's, um, as I say, it's been a problem for a long time. It's an escalating. I think the world's becoming more complex uh, for kids anyway, generally speaking. Anxiety is increasing in the community for everybody, not just kids, mm. parents as well. And uh, obviously since uh, you know the school lockdowns have occurred over the past, what, three years and then last year going back, uh, more kids are coming out uh, with this problem that perhaps didn't even have the problem before. So mm. it needs to be addressed. We need to get ahead around it and we need to respond firstly understand the problem and respond in appropriate ways. We have Debbie from Croydon on the phone. Debbie, what's your question for John? Thank you so much for taking my call. My question was, what do I do when I can get my child to the school but not out of the car? So I can get them that far but they refuse to get out of the car. Oh, yes, that's that's a real tricky one, isn't it? Lots of uh, parents have that problem every morning, some more than others. But uh, what do you do? Well... Try to be calm. I think that's probably the first thing that I'd say. You need to be really calm and understand and respond rather than react to your child. Certainly don't push, pull, cajole or or physically try to get them out of the car Mm. because that can really increase the anxiety and and potentially even traumatise a child when he's being forced to do something that he or she doesn't want to do. Mm. So um, get them talking really listen to what they're saying. It's very hard to do that in the moment, in the heat of the moment, however. So that's probably a conversation that you can have back at home in a, in a quiet moment when mm. the stress levels aren't too high, mm. when mm. You know, you're probably calmer and your child is more likely to be calmer and not you know, really worrying about that imminent threat because really kids see this as a threat going in for a whole range of reasons. Take a few breaths and role model that to, to, to your child mm. and see if um, um, you can develop some strategies in mm. a quiet time that you're not sort of working through on the fly. Yeah. But mm. look, mm. in the head of the moment, you can also sort of maybe even go into the school yourself, talk to the teacher, um, see if there's an activity that they might find less anxiety-provoking, like going having a chat to them in the wellbeing room. Yeah, so there's a couple of ideas, but it's, it's a really tricky one. And it's different for every child, of course. So it depends on their level of 
or how heightened they are with their anxiety. The vibe comes from the parents, right? And and we're the ones who are the adults. We're the ones who should be able to respond <laughs> as adults. Staying calm for adults in some of those moments is is tricky, but it's what's required, isn't it? Is that understanding with the parent one of the most crucial things in this whole school refusal issue? Absolutely, because children pick up our anxiety as adults, you know, and if we're worried, then they can pick up even our non-verbal anxiety mm. too. And look, it's difficult for parents because, they, you know, there might be deadlines to get to school. Mm. So parents got to get to work, not school. Um, and that can put all sorts of pressures on. So it's not an easy situation at all. I really empathise with one of parents under that sort of stress. But yeah. We've got Lisa from Mornington on the phone as well. Morning, Lisa. Good morning, Lucy and Carl. How are you? We're doing Love so you, well. Oh, thank you, Lisa. What, what's your question for John? So I've just spent the last, you know, 18 months with a, a now six-year-old with exactly like the last caller. You know, it's going really well at the moment. But I just want to know your thoughts. So when we have our children, they go to kinder and they learn. They learn through play base. They learn through singing. But then we get these children and, you know, they go into prep and they're told to sit down and to start reading and writing. And I think our emphasis in our education is, is on that and not on play-based. And I think if we can put their emotional and social well-being first and want them to want to go to school and want to engage, then the academics will come later. Do you think that our education system maybe needs to change? Whoa, that's a big one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well... Well, well, look, I think that there's all different types of learning styles, mm. all different types of children, different ages, different uh, different sort of sensitivities, different ways they learn, uh, girls and boys, mm. you know, obviously, you know, learn in different ways. Girls are better at sitting down and listening. Boys are better at going out and playing. You know, children with uh, concentration problems find it difficult to sit, listen and learn a rote learning style and can get very anxious, particularly kids with attention problems or hyperactivity issues like, uh, you know, ADHD or kids on the spectrum really struggle with that type of learning. So, look, I'm a big one for play-based learning mm. at the younger years. Yeah. It's all about social engagement, building social confidence, separating from mum at drop-off mm. is a big one. Building relationships with the teacher is a big one and trusting that teacher and learning to make friends in the playground is a big anxiety for a lot of kids who struggle socially um, and also being able to manage their emotions and be able to concentrate in the, in, in the classroom is a big one and not all classrooms are conducive to that. Mm. And I guess it's a, uh, for the parents, it's knowing whether that classroom is the right place or the right school. And that's okay to, to change things around for the child, right? It's not a failure to move them. And it doesn't mean they're a bad teacher, just means that there's different things going on. John Chalou runs a school refusal clinic here in Melbourne alongside his therapy dog, who's a Pomeranian, which makes me very happy because you all know that I'm a mad fan of the Pomeranians. And I've seen photos of Max John and he looks gorgeous. The kids must love meeting him. Yes, little Max is he's, he's sitting right next to me at the moment and he's a little gem. He's a trained therapy dog, but he naturally likes children and he goes straight to them at the first appointment and mm. he does tricks and high fives and drops and rolls and 
And he really is a, 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 the best medicine for an anxious kid who That's can't go to school. so true. He's the goodest of boys. Look, we have got so many questions that have been pouring through. We can't get to them all, but I, I do encourage people to go seek further help. Uh, there is so much help out there. You, you, you do have to go and look for it and keep speaking to your schools. Like, everyone wants to see your kids succeed. So you're not alone. I just want to remind people. A couple of questions just to go through quickly, John. I've got a question here from Ellie who says, is school refusal? hard to say, usually linked to something specific that's happening at the school or can it just be sort of this, I guess, this larger issue that's not one specific problem? She wanted to know if it's something specific. Well, it's going to be different for every kid. There are some general themes that an assessment's really required to tease out those Mm. problems that make getting to school hard. Look, school refusal is a behaviour in response to uh, worries that the child has, significant worries that more than just, oh, I don't want to go to school today or, you know, feeling a bit tired or grumpy. But it's, it's really persistent problems, usually based in anxiety, low mood. Separation anxiety from mum is, is a really big one for the, for the younger kids. Mm. Social anxiety and relationships with kids in school. Kids who are feeling lonely, isolated, feeling that the, that the schoolyard is a really big trigger for a lot of kids yeah. because they don't quite not know what to do in that unstructured playtime, where to go, who to speak to, do people like me, are they talking about me? Another big one is when children have been out of, and teens have been out of school for a while, they feel they've missed a lot of schoolwork and they're worried about teachers being grumpy or kids thinking they've been slack or or they might feel that they don't know what to say Mm -hmm. the first day back, like how am I going to explain my absence? Yeah. So that's a big part of a therapy to get them to rehearse for what they might oh, say gosh, to stay back. That just shows there are so many different facets to this. It's it's not just one thing. It can be one thing. It can be everything. It can be nothing. <laughs> that's why we need to keep talking to our children and getting them extra help mm. so that they can verbalise this. Um, Evie sent through a message saying, have you got any tips uh, when the dread of school infiltrates the night before, like on a Sunday night and they're starting that sort of that anxious lead up? Is there a little tip to help them come back down from that moment? Depending on the age of the child, mm. I think a little little ones, I think, really need to have a, a consistent go-to-bed routine, mm-hmm. helping them uh, get ready for bed, settling them in bed, giving them an opportunity to speak their worries out. And that requires mum and dad to be a real detective, to really listen to their, yeah. to their child, to understand what their worries are, so that they are able to sort of nestle into a, a restful night without having... Uh, to take those worries to bed and then wake up in the morning grumpy and and even more anxious because they really this anxiety is all anticipatory anxiety and usually there's a catastrophizing theme so it's listen to your child have a routine uh, and maybe negotiate with um, be flexible obviously in the morning see how you feel there's a bit of won't go going on here Mm. rather than can't go so I think it's important for parents to tease out the difference between the two right. and be flexible about their response mm. given the balance between the two, if you know what I mean. Yeah. One of the greatest things I heard as a, a parent was when your child is struggling in whatever way, shape or form, to be curious, not furious, to have that moment of going, so let's 
figure out why this is happening as opposed to just flying off the handle. Because sometimes as parents, look, we've, we've all done that. And as John has spoken about earlier this morning, there's a really fine balance between forcing your kid to go back to something that's good for them. Going to school is good for them, yeah. but you don't want to throw them into an area where they're going to be emotionally compromised. That's you right. want to make them feel safe, but also motivate them to go to something they don't necessarily want it's, to go it's to. It's one of the trickiest things you'll deal with parents. You're doing so well. Look, a final question, John, because I know you've got to get into all your clinics for the day. I know Max has got to start cuddling some children. Um, and also I saw on John's website, some of the things you do with uh, some of your students are you do drone therapy where you take them to the beach and fly drones. And I'm thinking that sounds pretty good to me. But John, before we let you go, um, Amanda did uh, text in and she said um, her son goes to a specialist school since COVID he has withdrawn and they were doing rewarding, which was working for a period of time, but then their routine has changed a bit that people have been sick and now the reward system isn't working at all and wondered if you had any tips. Yes, well, look, rewards can, can work for some kids and not for others. I, I like to call them incentives rather than rewards because, you know, most kids need to realise that, that, that it's their job to go to school mm. uh, and it's the parents' job to get them there rather than the school. You know, the schools have difficulty, um, you know, engaging kids at times, but it's not their job to get the kids to the school gate. Yeah. But that's, that's a team approach, you know. I think I, I like to say teamwork makes the dream work. So it's mum, school child and sometimes a, a you know a, a specialist mental health clinician like myself or max yeah to 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 sort of uh, respond to that problem collectively so that the child feels understood supported and that there's a plan and often a graduated plan back to school i love that john there's a there's so much at play here it is such a big thing it's a it's a big thing that's affecting many of us but there is help out there. So I think we've all learned, I think a few takeaways, if I can summarise, is keep working with your schools as best you can. Keep talking to your children. Come from a place of understanding and compassion and curiosity and, and bring down your body language, your anxiety, because your kids are going to feed off that. I've witnessed Kelby, absolute, the model of understanding and empathy with his uh, child who's been struggling and that has blown me away. You know, reach out to places like all these incredible clinicians and mental health specialists who are all there, who all have the tips and the training. As parents, we're not trained, but there are people out there who are trained to help us through these situations. Keep the light on. We know positive radio really helps the atmosphere in your car in the morning. There's so many great things you can do. John, we want to thank you so much for giving up 45 minutes of your morning to help our listeners with this. We think you're amazing and the biggest of cuddles to your therapy dog as well. <laughs> oh, look, thank you very much for inviting me on, Lucy and Kel. And uh, thanks to all the callers who've called in. And I, you know, I empathise with you and I, I really wish you well in the challenge of keeping your kids engaged in school. You're not alone, like family members, parents. You're doing so well. And, and we're here for you every step of the way. If you want some more help on this topic, we're going to make sure there's a whole bunch of links from John uh, on our website, other places you can go to read, to learn, to reach out for help. That'll be up later on this afternoon at thelight.com.au. Hey!